have her through. We have stories of the dead coming back to life to tell of the dead. evil. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. The All-American Hello, and as always, welcome to the All-American Spook Show podcast. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined here with Will. Hey. And the Professor Smoke. What's up, everybody? And today we are going to be discussing and slash reviewing the 1986 cult horror comedy sci-fi classic Critters. Oh, God, I didn't watch that one. <laughs> what did you watch? I watched Gremlins, Gremlins 2, the new batch. Wasn't the only one? No. <laughs> I, watched, I watched Sesame Street. Well, I watched the munchies. No, I think you have the munchies. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. It's not necessarily okay. something you watch, but if you're new to uh, listening to the Spook Show, uh, what we do here is we uh, give spoiler-filled reviews and you know have like a discussion about like whatever particular movie we're talking about uh, in each episode. Um, we might be doing some new stuff here coming up pretty soon, like you know some some episodes about other topics or uh, maybe some mini episodes and stuff. We're we're still kind of tweaking and uh, discussing the ideas there, um, but for now, you know, we're our format is, you know, pretty much each episode we pick a movie and we talk about that. But just be warned that uh, it is definitely spoiler filled. Um, if you wanted to get in touch with us, you can email us at allamericanspookshow at gmail dot com. Um, our Twitter is at aa spook show. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, you know, by searching All American Spook Show, and uh, same on YouTube. We have a, a YouTube page where we put up. I've just started to put up uh, full episodes on there, so if you know, it's just another way for you guys to listen to the podcast. If you don't want to uh, download it in you know the more traditional podcast ways, you can go on YouTube and listen to it. And uh, we also have a uh, a page on T Public where you can go and order uh, All American Spook Show logo T-shirts and whatever stickers and whatever else they have available on there. So I guess with that, uh, Will, what you been up to lately? Oh, you know, just just hanging out with the wife, the kids, you know. Uh, oh, you probably you probably meant uh, movies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, uh, what you've been uh, watching. <laughs> uh, watched the uh, newest Predator the other day. That was pretty good. Yeah, ironically, uh, uh, I actually just watched that on uh, just a, a couple days ago myself. Wait, were you with me? What? No. No, I was <laughs> Smoke, have you seen that one? The new one? The Predator? Yeah, yeah, the Predator. Yeah. Yeah, I did get to see that one in the theater, which I thought I would went into, as I usually do with any movies, I try not to to read too much about them before going in. I mean, I used to do that a lot, like trying to find any piece of information I could on certain movies I was interested in. But now I just like to go in blind, and that one I really enjoyed. I didn't really, wasn't sure how I was going to take it, because... I, I technically I haven't even seen the last Predators movie. I think it's the one that was called Predators, right? With the S. Yeah, like I saw that one. This. I think it had like Adrian Brody in it, or whatever. Mm-hmm. His name. I think yep. it's his name. Yeah, that was that one. Yeah, was I all right, that. that I recall. I think this one was better. Yeah, yeah, I liked. I did like it a lot. Uh, then I uh, went to the movies and saw Brightburn. I still haven't. Oh, had yeah, a, I still haven't had a chance to see it yet. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, I thought so as well. I, I was kind of surprised, like, like, like looking at some of the reviews of it, though, like. A lot of people were crapping on it, man, but I thought it was... Uh, you go into that wanting to see a specific thing, and it pays off yeah. on it. And th- that also, I think, is, that is one of the reasons why I stopped reading into all that stuff beforehand, too, is to kind of distance myself from that, from possibly putting a different slant on it myself if I start reading some reviews beforehand, and they're saying this, and then I go into it, and I kind of expect that, you know, oh, yeah, you're right, that is kind of off or whatever and so, so yeah i don't even do that anymore and i went into it fresh and loved it in fact i hope they yeah. go in that direction with some more yeah which i think they are right with some more movies yeah, like I, that I, I think they're talking about possibly doing uh sequels for that so mm. that, that would be pretty cool yeah i don't know like yeah usually when i go into a movie like i, I don't understand the point of uh going into a movie and anticipating something bad like i just try to go yeah. in and kind of try to give myself to the to the yep. story now, if the story is bad, that's that's one thing. But, yeah, <laughs> at least uh, you don't have something else. Somebody pushing you, you know, towards. Yeah, you know, you're right. I do see your point there, where that's you know, they shouldn't have done yeah. this or shouldn't have done that, or. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of want to give yourself to the story and give it a chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you walk so, exactly. in, if you walk in with the idea it's going to suck, honestly, it's probably going to suck. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a lot. Of, I guess, in my opinion, I think that's a lot of the problem with the DC movies too. People just have it in their head, like, 
this ain't Marvel. It's gonna suck. Yeah, yeah. They're looking for looking for everything to be yeah. wrong or or whatever to be wrong with it. Oh, speaking of that of DC Universe and a trailer that was played before uh, before Brightburn was the Kitchen, I believe it's called. You're familiar with that at all? I, yeah. I, I'm I believe it was the DC Vertigo. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not familiar with it. I didn't read it, but yeah, there was a a comic or a graphic novel or whatever that was DC Vertigo <laughs> called The Kitchen. Yeah. But I did see the yeah, trailer for that, and that looks pretty good. Yeah, I did. I, and me, I mean, the, the setting, the place and setting for it was, I mean, New York in the 70s. Something about that. Like, any movie, sometimes regardless of the storyline, if it's set in New York City in the 70s. Yeah, something about, like, like the, I'm all the, about watching, at least, the, you know, for the atmosphere of it. Something about the Irish Mafia and some uh, some women that are trying to take it over or something like that in Hell's Kitchen. So, something like okay. that, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Look pretty good with Melissa McCarthy and a handful of others. And then Luke Cage with an afro shows up. <laughs> <laughs> you seen any? Watch anything else lately, Will? Uh, I'm sure I have. I'm just kind of spacing on it. Mm. But th- those were like the the two bigger ones that I've watched too recently. Smoke. How about you? Uh, saw Godzilla: King of the Monsters as well. I actually saw that on the same day yesterday. Same day I thought right. Oh, how was that? Uh, double. Uh, it was. It was good. It was a. Uh, Big monster bash of a movie. Yeah, that that's what I've heard a number of times. Is that like you know it's it uh you're getting the big mo- the big monster fights. You're not. It's not like yep. the first Godzilla where they're not showing as much. Are yeah. you the the the, the one from uh, what 2014 or whatever. Yes, yeah, the one. The newest from, which I like that one. I really did like that one. I, yeah, I did my favorite time, Godzilla yeah. movie is the Matthew Broderick. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I haven't watched that but thing in so long. Like I don't know if it's worth the crap. <laughs> it probably isn't, but. I did. I did enjoy Robert. that. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely. It was one of the ones that came out at the time. Well, yeah, I, I remember at the time it was all right. You know, nothing, nothing to write home about. Uh, but I just mean that I haven't watched it in so long. I don't know if it's aged well or not. Yeah. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while for me to watch it too, and it, just, just the whole Godzilla concept in that movie, I just wasn't behind. Yeah, yeah. Well, specifically with that movie, like. I think there was so much anticipation for that one because it True. feels like they put the trailer out like two and a half years before it came out. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. That was a big like summer movie that year, though, like 98 or something like that. So It just had a feel, too, of uh, it was like, we're gonna, it was just before, I think it was before the Jurassic Park movie where the dinosaurs were in the city. It just had the feel of, we're going to take Jurassic Park, make it just a huger, you know, bigger, bigger dinosaur version of the T-Rex and then let them loose in the city. Yeah. And rather than it just didn't have the feel of Godzilla, I mean, it wouldn't end the 2014 movie, and it did bring it back at least to that feel of Godzilla, think, and even it, though it's up. And that one, it wasn't in Tokyo; it was like in New York or something, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, wait, wait are, we, are we talking about Cloverfield? <laughs> <laughs> no, Pacific. What is it? Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I, but I've heard it's. Uh, it's pretty. I've heard that that one is pretty good, and uh, that if you like the big monster fights, then. Go get your tickets. Yeah, but that's yeah, what you—I mean, to me—that's what you want in those kind of movies, or at least that's what I want in those okay. kind of movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah, me too. That one too, though. Like you said, it's—I didn't go into that one other than watching the trailer. That's it. But after the fact, uh, my fiance was looking at it online, and then saw, like Rotten Tomatoes gave it a forty percent. I think. Yeah. <laughs> the new Godzilla movie. But I'm like, no. Nah, I mean, I, I, I again too with critic reviews, it's another thing. I mean, I know we do our own review shows. People aren't going to agree with what we. What we you know judge a movie as or whatever. So, but if it's Rotten Tomatoes, I find that depending on the critics' view or the audience view or whatever, it's hit or miss for me sometimes. I mean, with any critics, I guess. I think some people will forget that uh, a critic review or even what we do, you know, where we talk about it and discuss it or whatever and give it a grade, it's just one dude's opinion, you know. Yeah, yeah. Does it mean does it mean this is the way you're going to feel? That they'll they'll see a Rotten Tomatoes review or something, and like if it's below a certain amount, they're like, oh, I'm not even going to bother with that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, they watch it when it came out on video and like, damn, I love that one. So it's I, like, take it to a grain of salt. I take it like you should listen to us talk about it. You know, you can read the reviews and stuff like that, but you should see it for yourself and form your own opinions. Oh, yeah. You know, like, and yeah. I think that's what we're, part of what we're trying to achieve here, at least in my opinion, is like, yeah, we're watching these movies. We're telling you what we think about them. We go blah, blah, blah. We might make fun of this or that and laugh about this, but ultimately we're trying to get you to watch these movies. You know, yep. like you just and we're not even all on the same page, of course. I mean, some of us may give a certain movie close to five stars, and somebody and one of the other ones maybe give it two stars. Or yeah, I mean, vice I, versa. I know we've brought it up a handful <laughs> of times, but like Suspiria, you know, you and you and uh, yeah. I loved it, and 
Will didn't enjoy it at all, you know, and that's and that's one of those kind of movies that's, uh, you know, I wouldn't say universally, but for the most part, you know, your hardcore horror people are probably going to love that movie. So it just goes to show you that, you know, different strokes, different folks, right? I mean, like everybody's got their own opinions, and you need to watch it for yourself and form your own opinion. Yep. Yeah. I'm I mean, sorry, what would y'all say? I kind of tuned out after Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> but I mean, if we hadn't watched that, though, you just would have, you know, taken our word for it. Like, oh, yeah, this, you know, this is a this is an awesome example of horror. And then you watch it for yourself and you didn't like it, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I, I trust nothing that comes out of it. <laughs> I know that my opinions are going to be better than yours, so fuck off. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, Smoke, anything else you've been watching lately? TV, movies? Not that I can think of recently. I mean, I know I have, but maybe it'll come to me in a second. (laughs) Yeah, myself, I watched uh, The Predator the other day, and uh, I started watching uh, on Netflix a movie called The Boy. with. uh, Now, which one is that? Because I remember there there was a few movies called The Boy that came out at one time, and... uh, that one, if it's the one I'm thinking without giving any sort of things away on it, was the other one where... The, the, this particular one is the one with Lauren Cohen in it from uh, The Walking Dead. The, the, okay. the lady that plays Maggie in okay. The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. I just didn't want to... There's certain things I want to say that I would, didn't want to say in case I want to give anything away on that one. Cause yeah. I, I know, we're, of course, we're a spoiler-filled podcast, but I don't want to necessarily give them away on things. Yeah, we, well, yeah I, and I haven't finished watching it yet, so I'm about halfway yeah. through it. But I started watching that one the other night. Uh, so the far, yeah, that was, oh shit! <laughs> uh, so that far, it's, good. it's pretty. Like that so far, it's pretty uh, weird and good. You know, it's 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 holding my interest. I'm about halfway through it, yep. so we'll see where it goes. Kylie, I'm now I'm blanking. I mean, I've watched a handful of things lately, and I'm just uh, completely blanking out. I haven't got a chance to go to the movie theater to see any of those movies yet, like *Brightburn* or *Godzilla*. Godzilla just came out, so see, I know there's a few other things, but I'm completely blanking. And I know I just saw that uh, uh, the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs on Shutter, um, they just had their season finale. Uh, they announced another season too. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they announced around the same time that they're they are going to have another season. Although they haven't said when, like I don't know if it's going to be later this year or sometime next year. But that's been pretty cool. Every Friday night. Especially, like, I work, oh, yeah. I work late on Friday night, so I was generally able to watch at least the first movie of, because uh, he would watch two movies every Friday night. Um, I was I was generally able to watch the first movie every Friday night, you know, while I was at work, so that was pretty cool, but. Hypothetically, uh, right? Yes. In, for the, for the in theory, if, if it were possible <laughs> to watch such things, <laughs> then yes. Did you watch the one with the stuff, where you did the stuff? No, no, that was one of the weekends where I couldn't, uh. Watch uh, or one of the Fridays where I couldn't watch. So yeah, I didn't get to watch that one. What kind of stuff are you talking about, Smoke? The stuff. The ooze. That's why I'm asking. (laughs) (laughs) Just watch it for yourself and shut up. (laughs) Have you seen that one, Willie? Well, no. You've seen the blob, though, right, Willie? Or at least the I don't know if the like the really old blob. Well, both either one. Either one. I've seen like the really old one, yeah. The really old one, yeah, because it's the stuff was like a, I guess you could call it a takeoff on the blob, except it was uh, with yogurt instead of. <laughs> it, it was still an, and that, alien, that one, know, an alien ooze, whatever. But it was, but it was yogurt instead of whatever the blob was. Doesn't it also kind of <laughs> fall in the same category as like street trash, where it's just kind of that uh, that kind of movie, body horror melt yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. See, I would think that people would come out of the stuff feeling better because it's full of probiotics mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true you're overthinking it, it is <laughs> <laughs> they were addicted to the stuff i had to have it after you tasting it reminds me of that simpsons episode where uh they were addicted to tobacco <laughs> do you remember that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was half tomato half tobacco <laughs> it does remind me of that i wonder if they had any uh hell for all i know that's where they got the inspiration influence from. that yeah, sure. <laughs> and speaking of tomatoes, I did watch for what it was on. I think it was, I don't know if it was on Pluto TV or one of the sh- uh, Shutter streaming channel or what. It was the Return of the Killer Tomatoes was on. Ah. Horrible. Movie, but <laughs> <laughs> Next on uh, All America's Food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I just let it play. You know, when we're watching it. So. <laughs> I just like to have noise in the background. <laughs> I mean, the first one, of course, is like a cult classic type thing. That, I mean, the second one could be. 
one of those, you know, kind of bad it's good type movies. Well, I guess with that, I mean, unless unless you guys can think of something else we can discuss, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and get into the uh, get into the critters, the old critters film. All right, and uh, so without any further ado, here's the trailer for Critters. Of all the planets in the galaxy, they chose ours. They hide in small places. This phone is dead. What? They light the dark. Jay, any luck? Just a minute. There's nothing cute about them. They've come a long way. And they're hungry. So that was the trailer for the 1986 classic Critters. Uh, Will, have you seen this movie before? Or has it just been a really long time, I would suppose? It's been a really long time. Um, so after watching this this time, you know, without giving your final rating, what what did you think of it? <laughs> uh, pretty much what I remembered. Just uh, <laughs> kind of silly kinda, overall. <laughs> yeah, definitely silly. Smoke, I know you've, you, yeah, probably, been... you probably saw it the day it came out in theaters. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but it has been a while though since the last time I've seen it as well. In fact, it's probably been since the, at least since VHS days, because I'm pretty sure I haven't. I watching it on the DVD and I didn't remember the crystal clarity. You know, seeing it in that that clear that much clarity. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure the last time I saw it was on VHS days. So it's been a while. But yeah, that again, yeah, like Willie, I kind of remember it the same way. It was a you know it was being a riff on. Uh, Gremlins, of course, mm-hmm. but but a fun one, you know. It was I, I thought a pretty ambitious one. There have been quite, I don't know how many, but there've been a few Gremlins ripoff type movies. But I think it's definitely now, one of the more entertaining ones. From one of the things that I read, you know, in my research for this is that apparently they somewhat, they pretty much kind of deny that it has anything to do with Gremlins. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though I think Gremlins came out what before this, right? I think it came out in '84, correct? '84, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but they said apparently the original script of the original concept of this was written before gremlins came out before. was what they claim but apparently they said uh, from what like i said from what i read uh that they had to go back and kind of rewrite things a little bit to make it less like gremlins oh yeah um so i, I guess you it's know a, it's weird where the truth lies there i guess i don't know but yeah i mean it could be it could be totally coincidence that it yeah. you know if it was written before that it was you know those things happen where it's some people on the same page and uh, end up with two similar things, not even knowing the other one exists at the time, <laughs> or that the other one didn't exist before. Yeah, because wonder if they the original their concept out this. first. I wonder if in the original version of this they couldn't have water after midnight. <laughs> 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 like we're gonna have to change that one, I guess. <laughs> one of the one of the guys that wrote it was. Uh, that I think had like actually originally wrote it was Dominic Muir, and then the director uh, Stephen Herrick, mm. I think was kind of you know they when they joined forces I think that's when it kind of got changed. But yeah, it was Dominic Muir I believe that said that he wrote this like years before this years before not only they made this but years before Gremlins came out like three or four years is what he claimed. So so I mean I'm not gonna call the dude a liar I guess I mean. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he. If that's what he says, and it is what it is. Um, yeah, but myself, I, I think I fall the same way as you guys. You know, like uh, it's silly. It is what it is. I can tell you this though. Like after I sat down, sat down and watched it, I, I've watched it a couple times now. Like I know I've seen this. I know I've watched this movie before, but it must have been so long ago that like my my recollection of it was all wrong. 
you know. Oh, you forgot maybe, the concept or yeah, the, the well, plot lines. And yeah, I think I told Will the same thing the other day. Like maybe, maybe I was just thinking of the other movies, you know, because there were oh, yeah, yeah. there were three more of these things. So maybe I was just kind of in my mind just jumbling these things up. But uh, yeah, but that being said, I still enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's full 1985, 1986. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we can use it that. It was 1985. Huh? Yeah, they literally filmed this in 1985, so we can use that today. It, it, That's right. It directly <laughs> applies. So uh, Critters was released April 11th, 1986, by New Line Cinema, uh, Show Films, and Smart Egg Pictures. Smart Egg Pictures, I think they're they're best known for they were one of the uh, co-produce they co-produced uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I think that was one of their claims to fame. It has a total runtime of one hour and twenty six minutes, so it's it's a tight, you know, it's a tight film. You know, no fluff, just you know, kind of all is what it is. Although I will say the first twenty minutes or so probably drag a little bit, but they're just kind of character building. You know, you yeah. get, you're getting to know these these characters in this family and everything. Uh, I have a certain affinity for that whole beginning scene. I, I love the whole, the whole side, you know, before the asteroid sci-fi part. Of oh the yeah, movie. yeah. Well, that yeah, that that aspect of it's pretty cool. <laughs> and the prison guards. <laughs> yeah, the prison guards and the, and what's it? The guy I can't remember his name, but the guy, the main guy that sends the, the bounty hunters out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The weakest, <laughs> the weakest prison in in all the galaxy. <laughs> it um, seems like it'd be pretty stiff. You would think, but no. Especially with those guards. <laughs> uh, it's rated PG-13, which, you know, is kind of rare in our realm because most of these movies I'd say we reviewed is or probably rated R. This one's PG-13, and, it, and it's listed as a, in this order, comedy, horror, sci-fi. So the, it's, it's always the question I ask you guys, do you, do you agree with that order? <laughs> comedy, horror, oh, yeah. and then sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that's probably the right order. It's got all those. Definitely has a sci-fi element and horror. You know, as a creature feature, I see it as sort of a creature feature. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of, I kind of see it as a bromance. A bromance? Okay. What? Yeah, I can yeah, see your point. The, the two searchers are, uh, you know, they're, they're tight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They are. Um, they have the power of the night behind them. <laughs> uh, Johnny Steele. <laughs> Everybody's most well-known pop artist of the rock pop artist of the '80s, Johnny Steele. Um, so yeah, they did this movie for a budget. From what I can find, it was an estimated budget of two million. So I think it was actually a little less than two million. Um, and then it opened up that weekend of April 11th, 1986, with a one one point six million opening, and it eventually grossed here in the U.S. thirteen point one million. Um, so not the greatest thing, you know, not the greatest take in the world, but not horrible either. And I actually went through and I found some other interesting little tidbits about the, uh, the, you know, the money that it made and everything and comparing it to what else was out the weekend, tell us. the weekend that it came out, it made $1.6 million. It was the third best movie that opened that weekend. And it came in number six, number one, that weekend, the money pit, 3.6 million. Okay. Number two, that weekend, Police Academy 3, back in training. <laughs> $3.4 million. Then, uh, number three, Band of the Hand, which I'd never even heard of that movie. Uh, number four, Gung Ho. Wasn't that that Michael Keaton movie? Am I thinking yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. The, with, the, with the car. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Story, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Car the, the car dealership in, like, Taiwan or wherever yeah. the hell he went. Uh, yeah. <laughs> number five was Offbeat. Once again, I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard of that one. And then Critters was number six. That was that particular weekend, and you know, just a little bit of a snapshot. Also, right under it, number seven, April Fool's Day, another horror movie. <laughs> um, but it had been out for uh, a few weeks before Critters opened. So that I also looked at that year, 1986, the of the horror movies, you know, or at least what I would consider the biggest horror movies that year, as far as money th- that was taken in. Number one, Aliens, 85.1 million dollars. Never heard of it. <laughs> what is this you speak of <laughs> number two poltergeist 2 the other side made 40.9 million that year never heard of it. smoke's favorite poltergeist 2 oh yes poltergeist 2 electric boogaloo yes. yeah <laughs> uh right behind it the fly you know the one with uh uh holy hell i'm blanking on his jeff name. goldblum yeah, jeff, jeff goldblum, goldblum. 
it made, that, yeah, that one I also saw in the theater. Well, it was a Poltergeist too, but yeah. It made great four, remake. It made slightly <laughs> under what the uh, Poltergeist two made forty point four million. And then there's Never a heard of it. And then there's a big dip uh, <laughs> as far as money made. Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, Jason Lives, made nineteen point four million that year, and so the same amount of money that exact same year, nineteen point four million. House made just as much as Jason wow. did. I didn't realize that TV show was that old. Mm. <laughs> that, that was that, that was actually the movie that started the TV show. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. I don't think they're connected at all, but uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what this podcast is about. We just throw out misinformation. To everybody, yeah, like, yeah. wow. <laughs> this See, has no, nothing actually, at all to do with the house TV. <laughs> man, I heard on this podcast the other day this this show was connected to this. Makes no sense, but I'll take their word for it. You're you're an idiot, Smoke. That was actually the prequel to Roadhouse. <laughs> oh, yeah. house, Roadhouse. Should have fact check. Need to fact check. <laughs> Psycho three made fourteen point four million, and then Critters at thirteen point one, and right below it, once again, April Fool's Day at twelve point nine. So that's your little uh, nineteen eighty six horror snapshot. I just thought those. I, I just think those things are kind of interesting, especially compared to like you know, what did it come out against, you know, mm-hmm. what was playing at the time. And I guess the money pit was the big one at the time. So this movie was shot best I can tell. Now I saw a couple of conflicting different things in my research, but best I could tell it was, it was shot in July of 1985 for a period of about six weeks and mostly in Valencia, California. Cause I saw some others where there, there might've, there might've been some and uh, shot some of the shot in Kansas maybe. Um, and then I saw some other ones that said it was shot in 1984, but I don't think that's right. The one that I saw, uh, it makes it makes most sense. It was more consistent from what I was reading that it was shot in 1985. So it stars D. Wallace as Helen, the mom. D. Wallace is probably best known from E.T. Uh, the original, Cujo. the original, The Hills Have Eyes, um, The Howling, the first one, Cujo, like you said. Um, I guess it would it be fair to consider her one of the scream queens? I guess. I mean, she's been in a ton of yeah, yeah. big horror movies. I would think, I would think so. It also stars M. M. Emmett Walsh as Harv. He's like, I guess he's, they never make it clear whether he's like the sheriff or just another cop. I assume he's the sheriff, right? But I don't think they yeah, ever that's, actually that's, call him yeah, sheriff. So. Uh, yeah, I don't think they technically call him that, right? Call yeah, him yeah, sheriff, they, but I would have. They, everybody just calls him Harv. You know, no, there's no formalities. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm assuming that he's the sheriff in the town there. Um, he's probably best known from Blade Runner and The Jerk. Which, uh, when I was looking at that, was the, the jerk. It took me a minute to remember him in that, but yeah, he was in it. Yeah. He's been in a ton of stuff, though. I mean, he's one of those yeah. characters. Yeah, as soon as you see him, he's like, yeah, even if yeah. you don't know his name, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, his seen character him. actor's been in, you know, yep. hundreds of movies, probably. Yeah. Um, and TV shows. Uh, Billy Green Bush as Jay, he's the dad. Um, he's he's probably best known from this and also The Hitcher. And uh, Jason Goes to Hell apparently had, you know, parts in those movies. Scott Grimes as Brad. He's the little red-haired kid, you know, basically the main character of the movie, I guess. Um, Brad Grimes' brother, yes. This this was basically his first movie. I think he had been on some stuff on TV, but this was his first, you know, I guess feature-length film. Um, Which, you know, considering I think he did a pretty good job, you know, as far as acting-wise, you know, this is his first movie. Um, He's probably best known from... ER. Apparently, he was in like a hundred and something episodes of ER. Um, same with Party of Five, that show that came on back in the '90s. He was in a bunch of those, and he is currently in the uh, Seth MacFarlane Star Trek ripoff show, The Orville, on Fox. He's on that currently, and uh, he is also the voice of Steve Smith in American Dad. You know, the the boy, the kid, Steve Smith. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. He's the voice of Steve Smith in American Dad. And apparently he's a, he's a voice in Family Guy, too, for a good handful of episodes. So clearly clearly he's tight with Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Um, it also stars Nadine Vanderveld as uh, April. She's the sister. I didn't really see anything of note, you know, that you would know else that you would know her for from other than this. Um, also has Don Keith Opper as Charlie. He's kind of like the the town weirdo drunk. That works for the Brown handyman family. Handyman on yeah, their, yeah. on their, uh, for his, for where their, or his dad's handyman too, I guess. He's been in a handful of things, but he's mostly known for being in all four Critters movies. Billy Zane as Steve. It's, uh, April's boyfriend in the movie. Now, Billy Zane is known, best known from the Titanic, the Phantom, and, uh, Dead Calm. 
I think other well, other than the fa- he was the Phantom, right? In the, the Phantom movie, so I guess he's like the hero of that movie. But those other two, he's just known as being the egotistical jackass. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of his thing, right? Um, yeah. But he, I'd say he's probably only this time he does it with a rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> 1985, man. That's right. <laughs> but I would say out of all the people in this movie, he's probably the best known, right? Maybe him or the kid Scott Grimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, as far as like you know, On people to... you would recognize from this movie if you're yeah. you're coming in cold and you don't, you know. I mean, besides, of course, D. Wallace. And, I mean, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, you know, knocking them, but he's probably had the yeah. bigger career, uh, maybe other than yeah. her. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, outside of the horror yeah, yeah, industry, yeah. just just known wide. And yep. uh, it also stars Terrence Mann as Johnny Steele slash Ugg. Now, when I was <laughs> looking that up, like he's one of the bounty hunters. They never that I can find. They never officially named the other bounty hunter. Yeah, that's true. For whatever but, reason, that that one that turns into Johnny Steele is his name's Ugg, which I don't even know if they even say that, but it's in the credits. But I don't think they ever gave the other one a name. <laughs> and I guess it, it, he kept changing, you know, because he, he yeah. his thing. You know, he was the this person, and he yeah. was changing it out. <laughs> well, when we go into that, I'll, I'll recognize him as the second one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's all your stars. Oh, uh, Terrence Mann, Johnny Steele. Uh, he was also in all four Critters movies, and apparently he's in the current Netflix show Sense8, uh, which I haven't watched, but looks really weird and interesting. But uh, I've had that one on my queue for a while and haven't watched it, but apparently he's in that right now. Um, it was written, or it was directed and like co-written by uh, Stephen Herrick, who has directed a, a handful of movies and you know is definitely known, um, especially in the 90s and maybe into the early 2000s. Um, he directed a good handful of movies, but he's probably best known for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, mm-hmm. and uh, he directed Mr. Holland's Opus, which I think actually got a nomination, like a uh, an Academy Award nomination. So that's that's rare to have a, an Academy Award nominee mentioned on this podcast. But there you go, there's one. <laughs> so go figure. And I think this, if I'm not mistaken, I think this was his first movie he directed. So uh, a pretty a pretty uh, good solid Hollywood career started with Critters. It was uh like I mentioned before it was actually uh I think it was mostly written by Dominic Muir. Um it was also produced by Rupert Harvey who also produced The Blob, you know that that 80s remake The Blob mm. and uh Nightmare on Elm Street 5 The Dream Child. So there is a uh there's some horror DNA behind this movie. So on IMDb it got 6 out of 10 stars, which is pretty good. Rotten Tomatoes, on the tomato meter, it got a 56% out of 18 reviews, which isn't a lot of reviews, but 56, hey, I'll take it. And the audience score was 45%, so the audience actually crapped on it more than the 18 critics did. (laughs) Um, Very brief IMDb synopsis. A group of small, furry aliens makes lunch out of the locals in a farm town. And and I didn't even really see a synopsis on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, so... Apparently, there's not much to know about this movie going in. You can pretty much guess what's going on just by looking at the poster. <laughs> so, you guys got anything else to add before we get into the the old blow by blow here? No, I think that, that covers it. Covers the uh, background information. And like you said, uh, we from time to time, uh, one of those Academy Award nominees will slip through into the show. Yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> and, and also solid, you know, solid something coming from. I mean, there's all kind of stories of that, but coming from. Uh, Basically nothing as far as low budget movie and going on to solid Hollywood career. Yeah. We just had one of those not too long ago where we talked about in Street Trash. Yeah. With uh, Brian Singer, Mu- right? Muro was it? Yeah, I mean well, Brian Singer and Hell too, right? Because uh, yeah. it was a Muro that went on to do Steadicam work and all kind of major Hollywood movies. Oh and yeah, then, of course, yeah. yeah, Brian Singer. Yep. So two of them came from Street Trash. Yeah. So there is success to be found behind some of these movies, even though if, you know the movie we're talking about isn't necessarily the most successful thing in the world. But I'd say this one did pretty good. I mean, I think it was like. That particular year, 1986, I think it was like number 62, 3, 4, something like that in the box office. So that's that's not horrible for a you know a corny little uh, oh, yeah. horror flick. All right, so with and that, hell, it's going it's going on to have a much probably longer lived life than some of the other movies that were way ahead of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, the these, these types of movies they probably make more money just in their second life on mm-hmm. you know VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, whatever you know, digital, you know, all the forms that you watch it years later. They probably make way more money on that over the years, cumulatively, than they do in the box office, you know. Yeah. It's intermission time. Time to pause and refresh at the snack bar. 
During this short break, you can treat your taste of good food and sparkling cold beverages, including delicious Coca-Cola. If you're hot dog hungry, we have them. Sizzling, juicy hot dogs served in warm, oven-fresh buns, plus a complete menu of all your favorites. Visit the refreshment center now. Enjoy delicious food and ice-cold Coca-Cola. All right, so with that, I guess we'll go into the uh, film itself. So it starts at a prison, or it's an asteroid floating in space, and it's called Prison Asteroid Sector 17, Maximum Security. <laughs> now, they mentioned that they don't call these things critters. I think I only think it's like called that a couple of times in the movie, right? They actually call yeah, them they're actually, called crites. Yeah, they're called crites. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, apparently, like the, there's like uh, there's ten crites that are being transported to this maximum security asteroid prison. Apparently, they they, they you don't see any of this, but they're talking, and they said they had to kill two of the crites because they were running out of food or something like that. So there's only eight crites that are coming in, and you don't. And once again, you don't actually see this go down, but apparently, uh, you just kind of hear it over radio chatter and stuff. They break out and grab a ship, and then you see the ship. Uh, you know, flying away with a little critter hands at the controls. I think yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so I'm right hands. They, they did this as cheap as possible, you know, and just kind of craftily edited it. Um, there's a warden there at the uh, at the asteroid prison. His name's Warden Zanti, and uh, he <laughs> he sends two bounty hunters out to go get the crites. Can we can we talk about him just for a second? Okay, go ahead. Uh, he had a very unique look. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You might even say he was kind of a, I don't know, he was kind of a dickhead a bit. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, acted, oh, I mean, or in the way he looked. I can, <laughs> but, you know, the way he talked to the bounty hunters, man, he had some balls. <laughs> <laughs> They're around his chin, but, you know, they, he had a... <laughs> <laughs> or around his knees, you know, multiple, I guess. <laughs> I obviously saw what you are alluding to. But the, uh, well, I'm sorry, we're just having a conversation here. <laughs> just, general, just general talk amongst friends, what's the problem? <laughs> um, the fir- but that wasn't really the first thing that came to my mind was uh have you ever do you remember the x-men cartoons or reading the x-men books mojo one of the x-men's main <laughs> villains that's yeah. what he reminded yeah. me of yeah <laughs> but yeah i can definitely see what you're talking about <laughs> very phallic <laughs> uh good old warden zanti <laughs> all right moving on Let, let's get back to the movie anyway so yeah he sends out two bounty hunters to go get the crites Opening credits. So that's all your preamble. You see the crit- the Critters logo and everything. So basically, at this point, you're introduced to the Brown family. And they're on their farm. Uh, you got Helen, who's the mom. That's, that was uh, D. Wallace. You have uh, April, the daughter. Brad, who's the son, the little red-haired boy, Scott Grimes. Um, Jay, who's the dad. And they're kind of like, you know, going through their morning, their morning stuff and getting ready for the day. And then... Brad and April are arguing, blah, blah. It's your typical breakfast among, you know, the, the nuclear family, so to speak. And then you go to the police station and you're introduced to, like I said, Sheriff, I assume, Harv, Sally, who's the secretary, and Charlie, who is like the kind of the town weirdo, loony drunk guy, who's in there basically like Otis from uh, Andy Griffith. He's in there sleeping it off, if you get the reference. <laughs> Sally, uh, I forgot to mention her. That was played by, uh, golly, I have to look it up real quick. What was her name? That was Lynn Shea. Now she's been yeah, in oh, yeah. uh, those what, those insidious movies uh, and a handful of other things. There's something about Mary. Uh, she was like the older lady in that movie. But she's been in a ton of stuff. But yeah, um, you'd be- probably best know her recently from all those insidious movies. Anyways, I digress. So back to the movie. Uh, Charlie, the the drunk guy, he believes in aliens. So like, there's this whole conversation about that. Like, I uh, I could have been a, a a top prospect in baseball, but uh, I hurt my shoulder or something. Or no, something. Whatever the hell he's talking about. Just nonsense, and uh, he's kind of the, the the weird guy who believes in aliens and everybody, and everybody just kind of brushes him off, like, "Oh, Charlie, you're crazy." So then it cuts back to the bounty hunters in space, and they're learning about Earth, and then they watch almost like the damn full music video of "Power of the Night" by Johnny Steele. <laughs> I mean, like, why? You know, like you've basically got these little glasses that tell you all of human history, and then the the one thing you stop and dwell on is "Power of the Night" by Johnny Steele. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised they didn't just like, what the, fuck this place, we're going somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd think you'd take some historical figure, like, uh, I don't know, you're going through all of human history, like Hitler or something <laughs> like that, I don't know. But now you just, you stop and dwell on Johnny Steele <laughs> and, and watch almost the entire video before you transform into him. So yeah, there's that. So Ugg, 
the first bounty hunter, he transforms into Johnny Steele. He looks like him. So then uh, uh, Brad, the boy, he's out like back at the farm. He's he's outside with Char- Charlie, and he he throws like an M M eighty on the ground, and it blows up like it's a fucking C four. I mean, this thing's <laughs> this thing's loud as hell. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. And then a little bit further on, how he's in there like in his room making uh making like homemade fireworks and shit like. I expect to see like the anarchist cookbook sitting on this kid's oh, yeah. desk. I mean, I mean he's making bombs and shit, which is dangerous as hell. If you're just taking old fireworks and like you know, <laughs> putting them together to make bigger ones. And his dad doesn't seem too. I mean, he was concerned a little bit about, it, but not too much. You know, when he yeah, came around yeah. the corner after he, you know, threw the basically stick of dynamite on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Considering what he had just done, yeah, he's just like uh, no dinner I told tonight. Not to do that no more. Yeah. <laughs> I told you about them firecrackers, boy, and they call them firecrackers. Like, no, dude, that's <laughs> yeah. that's like a fucking M80 at least. Much worse. <laughs> it's not like you're popping off a few black cats here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Sister April arrives, and uh, she's riding in her uh, boyfriend Steve's car. I mean, once again, Billy Zane. Uh, they, they're kind of standing there talking to their dad and uh, looking at the car or whatever, and then uh, Charlie, who's fixing uh, Brad's slingshot, accidentally just uh, shoots he's aiming at a can but he shoots past it and shoots april right in the ass so she <laughs> she chases brad around and eventually like uh brad's in trouble for this and he kind of takes the rap because you know he knows charlie might get fired or whatever so he just kind of takes the rap and has to go up to his room with no dinner and that's when you see brad in there making uh bombs making dirty bombs to kill people in his room <laughs> Um, and then for some reason, like a little bit later on, like Brad sneaks out the window. I never got the reasoning why he's sneaking out of the window. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't it's really, just, it's just a little bit later on. Like, okay. Now I'm going to sneak out yeah. the window. He's on, yeah. <laughs> I think he was going to go sne- sneak in and, uh, check in on his sister and her boyfriend. I guess so. Cause uh, by that point they had run off into the, uh, to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, that's where, uh, uh, April and Steve had dinner with their, with their parents and then they get up and leave and then they drive about eight foot. Stop the car, yeah. and, <laughs> and then go into the barn to go make out. So, like you Parole said, in the hay, literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're they're out doing that. So, I guess that maybe that's why he snuck out the window to go see them. Who knows? It doesn't matter. So, at this point, like he's kind of hiding. Like uh, his dad opens up the window, so he's kind of hiding to the side. And then you see a spaceship go by, which they don't know that that's what it is, but they're looking in the sky like, "What the hell was that?" And then the ship lands like out in the field somewhere nearby the house, and the house is shaking like an earthquake's going on. So Jay, the dad, goes out and decides to investigate, and then he runs into Brad, and then they, they both go to investigate, and they're searching out in the field, and then they find this uh, bull that's been chewed all to hell, like half-eaten, dead, out in the field. But then they miss this enormous spaceship that's probably about 20 foot to their right, or to their <laughs> left, or whatever. <laughs> they don't see that over there at all. They're just so focused on the bull, and they're like, we, we better get back to the house. <laughs> But there's a big ass spaceship sitting over there, and they hear something. You know, something scuttles through the. Yeah, yeah. So let's get back to the house. So then you're introduced to uh, uh, the other cop, Officer Jeff. Um, he's driving down the road. He's like talking to Sally on the radio, and he sees a, a crate. What, what we know it's a crate, but he didn't know what the hell it was. Something like rolls across the road, and he runs into a ditch, and he's kind of out of the car investigating. And then uh, I guess the crate grabs a hold of him and drags him under the car, and he's dead. Yeah. Because at this point, uh, we still... so they, small, they're, man, they're really strong. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> well, it did dart him. I, I, I failed to mention that. It, they blow these little, like, darts out of their back that are basically, like, uh, um, blow darts that will knock you out or make you sleepy or whatever. He did dart him and then, like, grabbed a hold of him and drug him under the car. But still, yeah, I mean, it, it would take some strength to drag a grown man under the car. And at this point, they still haven't really revealed the critters to the audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do mention Other than that. the rolling ball. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All you've seen is like the, maybe their hands or whatever and then them rolling yeah. around. Now, so you see the bounty hunters, they're out. N- now they're here and they're out hunting for the krites. Then you're back on the farm and th- and this is what I call the the phone slash power is dead alert that happens in every <laughs> other movie. Like, the phone's dead and then the power goes out. Power goes out immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they go out once again. Jay, the dad, goes out and, and investigates and they go down to the cellar and he finds like the... The phone and the power lines or whatever have been chewed and they've been cut. He's like, what the hell? And he's looking around and then he hears something. And then uh, uh, this is the first time you see one of the crites, the critters. Um, you know, this is basically the, full, the, fa- the, fir- the first time you see their face, you know, full effect and everything. And it, it attacks them. It starts like gnawing on the shoulder. Um, by the way, that's 36 minutes into the movie is the first time you really see the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see the crites. Um, 
So it grabs a hold of his shoulder and starts chewing. Then he get, he manages to get it off, and then it he's crawling away, and then it le- uh, it darts him, and then it starts chewing on his leg, and then and uh, no, it chews on his leg, and then it darts him like to basically knock him out, and then finally like the mom and the son help him. Like at this point, like they know like he's like don't come down here. This thing's chewing the shit out of him, beating the hell out of him, and they're just standing right at the top of the steps, not doing anything. <laughs> it darts him, and then they finally oh now we can go down here and get him. So they drag him back up. Um, By the way, like, did you notice the uh, the logo on the back of his bowling shirt? Yes, yes. And I kept, you know, of course, it's a Ghostbusters reference, right? And uh, yeah, you know, the yeah. first, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. I'm like, what? Is he wearing a Ghostbusters shirt? But, yeah, you know, he's bowling. So. Yeah, it's like, pen, it's like pen it's a bowling pen, right, with hands. <laughs> yeah, I think I read somewhere it was supposed to be like a mix between Ghostbusters and then the cartoon, the real Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Mix between the two logos. Yeah. And, and it looks like a bowling pin. Yeah. Right, and... But it's the bowling pin's got hands coming out like the Ghostbusters ghost mm-hmm. yeah. with a cross. <laughs> that shirt is going for about $3,000 on eBay right now. <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> it was a real thing. So then the bounty hunters come along and they find that dead that dead cop, the Officer Jeff. And then the second one, yep. which they don't name, uh, takes his form. And then they get in his car and then they drive. They get in the cop's car and then they drive away backwards. I thought that was pretty funny because they're just driving <laughs> around backwards. Yeah. They don't have the concept yeah. um, of driving forward or anything. So then, he, but then he takes the form of the dead cop, and he looks like a dead cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess he would just take the form as he sees it currently, right? I guess is the uh, concept. Yeah. And then I, I don't think they ever moved the body. They just drove over it on the way out. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, so then we finally cut back to April and Steve up in that barn. They're make, they've been making out for the last 30 minutes, and they haven't taken off like one stitch of clothing. They just roll around the hay, hey, making man, it was out. Nineteen eighty-five, man, you moved slow then. Bro. Yeah, really slow. Because it was, it's, it's seriously got to be at least fifteen, twenty minutes past when we saw him go into that barn. But <laughs> well, they're the into the foreplay. So. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, lots and lots. Uh, so like Steve reaches over to like change the cassette out in the boom box, and then uh, a crate jumps out and like bites his fingers off, and then just attacks him and, t- and just starts tearing him up. He, he basically he's dead. <laughs> Brad, this is when Brad like hears him, hears her scream and runs over there, and then throws one of those uh, C4, I mean the M80, like the little cherry bombs or whatever the hell it is. He throws at him, and then the crate just picks it up and eats it, and, <laughs> and then like he just kind of boop. Yeah, yeah you kind of expect it to like okay, it's gonna blow up, you yeah, know, no. little splattery, you know. But no, <laughs> you, you know, all you hear is like a little. You don't even really hear much of anything. It's just mm, yeah, and then it's eyes comes out of mouth. <laughs> and then it just falls over. I assume dead. Yeah, that part cracked me up for some reason. Right? <laughs> just that little, just the little critter itself, yeah. I guess, and that scene of it, the way they shot it, and then him just falling over. Is, yeah, was funny to me. <laughs> uh, so then you cut to the bounty hunters; they're still searching for the crites, and they bust into a church. I mean, just just go to town, like shooting shit and blow blow like the whole front of the church off, and shoot a couple things, and then the second one takes the form of the preacher. So now you get this thing of, like, every time he shows up, he's just going to change his form, right? All right, uh, so, yeah, so, like, earlier in that scene, like, they pull up to the church. They, they knock the front of the church off. Yeah. <laughs> then I think you see the church, like, just a little bit later, and this all takes place in one night. They show the church a little bit later, and the part that he knocked over is back up and fine. <laughs> Look, they don't. They didn't have the budget for continuity, all right? <laughs> <laughs> they also didn't have the budget to... to to have the critters move around besides rolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, if it wasn't rolling, it was a hand puppet. <laughs> Stationary oh, yeah. stairs or something. I'm sure it was a lot easier just to have a couple of uh, puppeteers over on the corner just like roll it like a bowling ball. Uh, you know, action. And then they just roll it. Cut. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, it's like, uh, excuse me, we, we'd like to give you a job. Uh, are you talking to us? Because we, all we do is puppets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We need you Dude, to be. If a... you're willing to give me money, just hand it on up. <laughs> we need you to be a critter roller. <laughs> it had to be like there's probably a meeting too at some point. They're like, you know, they shoot some scenes like, you know, this is great, dog, and the critters look nice, but they don't move. What the, what can we do? Yeah. What can we do to make them move? Let's let's roll the little fuckers across the ground. Yeah. <laughs> well, the puppeteers are like, man, after I got uh, fired from uh, Jim Henson, I, I, I'll do anything. <laughs> Um, so then you, uh, so yeah, they've like laid waste to the church and he's taking the, the second one's taking the form of the preacher. 
So then you cut back to the Browns. They're trying to leave, and uh, they go to the truck, and it's all chewed up. They can't take that. So then they go over to uh, – she's got Steve's keys. So they go over to his car, and then there's a crate sitting in there. And it jumps on him and attacks Jay, the dad, right on the shoulder on the same spot that uh, it had uh, latched onto earlier. <laughs> this dude can't catch a break on that shoulder. Uh, either that or they already had the makeup done for the shoulder. So they're like, well, instead of – Instead of having to do another body part, let's just let's just make it go right there. <laughs> so then, uh, you know, they're trying to get back in the house. The door's locked, of course. So then Brad has to, like, run around the house, climb up the tree, and goes in, and he gets them in the house. But they have a shotgun right here, and uh, she couldn't get it to shoot, but they get in the house. And then the Kreitz are standing on the front porch, and they're talking in their weird language with each other. One says, they have weapons. The other one says, so what? And then Helen, the mom, <laughs> pops back out with a shotgun and just fucking blows one of them away and the other Christ says fuck and then <laughs> and then rolls away <laughs> that was probably one of the funnier parts of the movie that right? was that was uh, so now you're back at the bounty hunters they're they're still looking for the Christ all over town and they're now they're at the bowling alley where the where the big bowling tournament's going down um, and then for some reason like you know everybody gets quiet in the place and for some reason he just goes over and picks up a bowling ball and uh, throws it down the alley and, like, shatters all the pins. <laughs> it, it served no purpose, really, but I guess they just wanted to do a cool pin well, shatter. You need a bowling gag the obvious line, who is he playing for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they did all that just for that line. <laughs> what team's he on? Um, it was 1985. Yeah, this is what they did back then. Stuff like this. Um, so the second bounty hunter... Once again, they go in like this little bar that's inside the bowling alley, and uh, they start beating the shit out of like a couple of the drunks in there that are playing pool. And he, the second one, once again takes the form of someone else, and he picks Charlie this time because Charlie's in there just kind of drinking his sorrows away. And he's hiding behind the counter, and then it turns, uh, it decides to turn into him. But that was the final transformation, so it stays Charlie the rest of the movie. So then back at the the Brown farm, uh, a crate busts through the window, you know, while they're like holed up inside the house. And it darts Helen, the mom, and she kind of, you know, gets sleepy and passes out. So, like, at this point, Brad goes out of the room. He's trying to get out of the house or something like that. Or maybe they're just, you know, running away from the Kreitz in the house, I think, at this point. And he's got a shotgun, and he trips and shoots down, like, the smallest ceiling fan you can buy. <laughs> and it falls right on top of a Kreitz and just smashes it all to hell. I mean, it's one of those, like, small-ass ceiling fans that doesn't even have a light on it, you know, like... <laughs> But for whatever reason, this thing falls and just smashes it all to hell. Yeah. So at that point, I just be like, "Hey, can't the, we just kick the stick these of things? dynamite?" Didn't do hardly much. I mean, it killed it, but it just you know it didn't. Yeah, it didn't blow didn't do much. Apart. Yeah, the ceiling fan obliterates. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, man, it's nineteen eighty-five. At, at that point, I would just gather that I can just kick these things, and and this whole thing's over, right? Like, you could just punt one, and it's over. <laughs> Meanwhile, the kid <laughs> throws a fire lamp because apparently those are still big in nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, it starts burning down the house. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, <laughs> and then it rolls, and then like the the one that kind of caught fire rolls out of the fire and it jumps into the toilet and goes ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, I think relief in, in any language is still ah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, so then that's when uh, they're like, all right, uh, Brad, you know, since I you're the one that's not injured or whatever. Uh, you can run to the nearest farm or whatever the hell, and you can go get us help. So uh, he leaves, and like he's hiding in the in the barn across the way for a second there, and he sees like the shadow of a krite, one of the krites. Like I guess it's in there eating the chickens or something. It almost looks for a second like he's fucking the chickens, <laughs> like just by the shadow. But I assume he's in there eating the chickens, and then like it starts growing, like it's getting bigger because it's feeding. You know what? No. No, remember the very end of the movie? There's something laying there on the ground? Yeah, maybe that's when it happened. Maybe you're right. <laughs> he fucked the chicken and then... <laughs> chicken laid the... He saw the conception in the shadows. So then he's like, oh shit, they're growing. So he runs off. And then back in the house, the Krites are just kind of tearing the house apart, messing shit up, you know, knocking books over for some reason. You know, they're just getting into shit. Then one of them's looking at a, a little E.T., like a little plush E.T. doll... <laughs> And he says, who are you? And then he eats it. So clearly, I guess, just a little nod to E.T. there, right? Yeah. Um, especially with uh, D. Wallace in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then uh, Brad eventually gets away. The, uh, 
and he goes down to the road and then he uh literally runs into the bounty hunters who are in the car so he he gets in the car like hey let, you know and they agree to help or whatever and there's this whole exchange with them like he thinks it's charlie and uh uh he recognizes the one as johnny Steele. <laughs> uh so <laughs> you johnny Steele? yeah right here in my hometown <laughs> yeah i'm not going to question this any further on this crazy <laughs> yeah, let's night let's go let's hit it we need, i need help so then the uh browns back at the farm they're they're attacked again by the krites and Helen shoots one with the shotgun and blows it apart and then the bounty hunters like right when it looks like the krites are you know might be gaining the advantage here over them the bounty hunters show up and they like blow the front of the house off and then they're just shooting around just just obliterating this house just blowing shit up the house yeah yeah um here they're rolling around on the ground let's shoot the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get one upstairs. Ah! <laughs> uh, so then finally Sheriff or Harv, whatever he is, he arrives and uh, he goes in the house. He's just trying to survey the situation. And then uh, bounty hunter Charlie, the second one, grabs a hold of him for no reason and just tosses him out a fucking window. <laughs> what he's like, you're not you're not co- you're not coming in on our hunt or whatever the hell he says, something to that degree. And then just grabs him and you don't have the jurisdiction. <laughs> so it's the 80s so they had to have at least one dude getting thrown through a window so there yeah. you go um yeah since they didn't have a montage yeah least- there was no training montage so somebody <laughs> had to go through a window so then the uh the big crate the one that uh brad saw growing earlier he uh grabs a hold of april and takes her away and then of course they chase after her. they all kind of split up and uh brad's on his bike and he's going that way and then uh somewhere along the path he finds the, the real charlie not the bounty hunter charlie and uh, so Charlie's with them, and they're going to go find April. Uh, they find the spaceship. Brad, Brad like, crawls into the spaceship, and he immediately finds April. And uh, they're, they're getting her out, and then uh, Charlie or Charlie comes along to help them out. And then as he's, like, pulling them out of the spaceship because the doors are about to close, Brad drops his... Uh, now, he says he drops his firecracker, but I said he, he dropped his homemade dynamite. Because it's it's big ass, you know, like taped together. It's it's straight up dynamite. Uh, and then Charlie like basically throws a Molotov cocktail inside, but it doesn't immediately have an effect. It just kind of like he throws it in, and then like the ship takes off, and then it uh, goes over the farmhouse, and then shoots the house and just blows it all to hell. And then you can hear the critters or the crites laughing. And then finally, I guess that Molotov cocktail like interacted with the dynamite, and then boom, it blows the ship up. See, I mean, it just it just obliterated the whole area between them blowing up the house with the little laser beam, and then the ship blowing up over it. I mean, like the whole farm is gone. So then it's like, for whatever reason, like it it looks like they're not too far from the farmhouse, right? Like they see all this happen, they're like standing there, and they see it blow up with the spaceship and all this shit, right? Yeah. But then it cuts to the next scene, and they're all like in Harv's police car, and they drive up to the house, and it's morning. Because it was nighttime. Well, look, it was nighttime this whole time. Look, they needed a night of rest, so Murph took them to his place. I guess they uh, <laughs> they stayed at Harv's house for the night and then decided to go check it out in the morning. So they drive up. They drive up with Harv and uh, they're surveying the damage and they're all kind of like, "Damn, this sucks." The mom's crying or whatever. And then one of the bounty hunters gives Brad like this little communicator or something that says, "Call me." And then I guess they. Uh, Charlie runs after him like, hey, do you need a mechanic or something? I can fix those guns. <laughs> he goes away with them. And then the little communicator that he gave Brad, it starts beeping, and then Brad hits the button. And then all of a sudden, the house just is reversed, reversed yeah. and, it, <laughs> and it's rebuilt. <laughs> I guess they were just trying to figure out a way to have a happy ending with this thing, right, with their with their farm all destroyed like that. But that was totally... Never, never. Sorry we blew the shit out of your farm. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> So now we're going to give you this power that has not been referenced whatsoever in this movie, you know, that we can basically reverse shit. Nope, nope, it has. At the church, they fixed the, uh, the entranceway. <laughs> we just didn't see it. Yeah, it was off camera. They gave them one of those communicators. And... <laughs> so it rebuilds the house, and then the, the bounty hunters, you see them fly away. Uh, and then it, uh, Harv gets in his car, and or he's in his car, and he he just kind of, I thought that was kind of funny, too, because he just kind of has a smirk, like, ha, 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 and then just drives away, like, no, there was a serious <laughs> situation that went on here. You know, Steve died. He's in the farmhouse. Uh, I, I didn't see shit. Y'all yeah. have a good weekend. See y'all later. And then, so then it pans <laughs> over. Where's my deputy guy, anyways? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I have at least two horrible grizzly alien murders to deal with. See ya. Uh, he drives away and then it pans over to the farm and then there's three crate eggs uh, sitting there like in the hay. And one of them moves and then you hear the crates laughing. <laughs> and then the credits. And then at the end of the credits, uh, the critter's logo comes up and you hear him laughing again. If I don't know if y'all made it to the end. Not that there was anything important there, but <laughs> just so you know. If you, if you're going to bother going to the end, there's really nothing but the laugh and the logo. And Howard the Duck comes in. No, wait. <laughs> wait. Completely different franchise. <laughs> oh, okay. By the way, uh, when they go from the family over to the uh, to the uh, critter eggs, uh, that was definitely before Steadicam. Because <laughs> it, it is clear, like, somebody's, like, trying to move, like, with small steps as fast as they can over there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, this movie did spawn sequels. There was uh, 1988's Critters 2, 1991 it was Critters 3, and in uh, 1992, a year later, there was Critters 4. And then there uh, is currently a a new show on Shudder, which no, I don't, I don't, I assume none of us have watched, right? No, um, I haven't watched that yet. That I think it's kind of a, re- I think it's kind of a reboot. I'm not really sure. I mean, I haven't watched it, so I don't know, but I think what I saw is it's kind of a reboot of the whole thing, but... Either way, it's called Critters A New Binge, and it's a series on Shudder. And there's going to be a new uh, movie coming out uh, this summer that I think is supposed to be on sci-fi called Critters Attack. And D. Wallace is actually in this one. Oh. Um, so I'm sure we'll check that out later this summer. Oh, yeah. That is Critters from 1986, the uh, horror, comedy, sci-fi, cult classic. Will, where'd you land on this with your star rating? What are you thinking? Uh, I'll give this one a three and a quarter. You know, not not a not a bad movie, not a great movie. Just you know, definitely a fun, campy movie from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Smoke, where you at? Yeah, this is one of a, I've had a fondness for. It's so like I said, I saw it in the theater, saw it on video a number of times, but it had been a while since I revisited it. And uh, I think I give it. A, I think it's a solid. Like I said, it's not whether the filmmakers themselves have, have called it a, a ripoff of Gremlins or not. You know, a lot of times it gets lumped into those categories of with Gremlins, like. Mm-hmm. Like certain other movies, like The Munchies, and there's a few other ones out there. But uh, I think it's Critters is in the top of that. Uh, I'd give it a good three and a half stars. I enjoyed it. Always have. So. Uh, myself, I think I'm just going to go with a three. I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed it. It is what it is. But I, you know, yeah. I, I don't know if it uh, um, set itself apart from some of the other movies that we've seen where I've given mm-hmm. you know given a better score. So I'm just going to land at a three myself. I definitely enjoyed it though, and like I said, I didn't. I know I'd seen this movie before, but I, I guess I just didn't have very good recollection. Either that, or it's just been a really long time. I mean, I, it wouldn't shock me if it's been close to thirty years since I saw this movie. So it's been a long time. Um, yeah, the one thing that, that keeps popping in my head that wasn't in this movie, and I thought it was, was like a bunch of critters form into like a big ball, and it's just nothing but you know, like critters' mouths, like on the outside. They start rolling down a hill, and I remember them rolling over a person. And when it got done with them, as it just kept rolling and never stopped, it was a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was I, I, that was one of the other sequels. But I, I, it's the sequels are probably the movies I've seen a lot least least amount than the original. I do yeah. remember that scene, but I don't remember which one it was in either. Yeah, I'm sure the way they used to do it, like on HBO, you know, back in the day, is they'd show these movies like all, you know all the time like at least once every couple of days you turn over on hbo and yeah. it's one of the critters or ghoulies movies or something so yeah. um, or heavy metal <laughs> or weekend at bernie's god they showed the shit out of weekend at bernie's they probably still show that movie um so yeah there you go so i think we all i think the consensus is we all enjoyed it as you know it's a fun time um you know if you're just looking for uh kind of a cheesy 80s movie to watch you know it's it, it definitely falls under that purvey. It's got all the, the the formulas of the day, and I think I think we all agree you'll enjoy it if you watch it. So, on the next show, since uh, we have the new Annabelle movie coming out here pretty soon, which I think is Annabelle Comes Home. Um, I think that comes out in on June 26 of 2019. So, in that vein, we're going to watch. We're going to go back and we're going to watch the original Annabelle. You know, which is part of the Conjuring universe, those Conjuring movies. Um, we're going to go back and watch the original Annabelle from 2014. So, uh, if you want to uh, catch up and watch along with us or whatever, you know, just go ahead and 
stick that DVD in and watch that one. Uh, the IMDb synopsis is a couple begins to experience terrifying supernatural occurrences involving a vintage doll shortly after their home is invaded by satanic cultists. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. If not, we're going to spoil the hell out of it. So, But <laughs> it's a good one. I think you'll enjoy it. Smoke, I know you and I have seen it. Well, you haven't seen it, right? No, sir. Yeah, so there you go. It'll be another another one of those specials. I hate I hate scary movies, so. <laughs> and I hate both of you for making me watch them. <laughs> I watch nothing but rom-coms. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> do it your own. I'm not going to be too critical. So I guess that's it. It's I mean, what... you guys got anything to add about Critters or anything else before we before we head on out? Oh, just one thing that popped in back in the night. Well, I was thinking about it earlier, but I've forgotten to mention it. And uh, like, I, I think there's a lot of little nods to some other classic sci-fi movies and things in there. But one thing that for some reason stuck out in my head and I never did go back to read, you know, to look it up to see if, if this was a direct reference, my slackness there, but, uh, just the, the setting of the farmhouse, that fence, that white fence that goes up over the hill, over the top of the hill where you can't see over, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of the driveway that leads out from their farmhouse, I guess. Mm-hmm. Something that I kept, every time I see that scene, it reminds me of uh, invaders from Mars. I don't know if y'all have seen the original, Mm-hmm. Invaders from Mars, where the, there's that fence that plays a kind of a iconic role in the movie, just the, the yeah, setting yeah. of it going up over the hill the same way, with the sci-fi background of both movies. I was, I was wondering if that was like a nod towards that or not, and I didn't look into the investigated to see, or if it was just a coincidence, I, you know. I didn't look too but much. It showed it a lot. I didn't look too much into like the uh, the background of that, you know, type of stuff, like the trivia or whatever. So for all I know, it could have been. I, I don't know. I mean, it was like I so said. All I could see it was uh, it was filmed in Valencia, California. So uh, it's po- mm. I guess it's possible. You know, I'm sure they film all types of movies in that general area. All right. So I guess that'll that'll do it for Critters, guys. Uh, so next sh- next episode, which will be episode 12, correct? Um, we'll be yes. watching yep. the 2014 horror movie Annabelle. So. All right, for uh, Will and for Smoke, I'm Josh. Uh, I guess we'll see you guys next time. All American yeah. Spook Show. Hold on to your soul It's a call of the world